and we are excited for Mother's Day, and we have something real special planned for you guys. And when we planned this service, we specifically wanted to be able to reach everyone in the room, not just moms. And so, um, you know, mothers come in all different types of beautiful packages. There's not just one type of mom. So as we get started, I came up with a list of moms that um, just sitting on the sofa, just trying to think about how many different types of moms are there in the world. And so I've come up with just a few, and I'm going to read them to you. And um, I want you to think about if you fit in one of these categories. So uh, check out these moms. We have birth moms. We have adoptive moms. We have foster moms. We have moms um, who are that long to be a mom, a woman that has a mother's heart who wants to be a mother. Um, we have my favorite, the gap filler, the woman that fills the gaps when there's not a mom there and available. So gap fillers. We have moms who have lost a child, stay-at-home moms, moms who work outside the home, either part-time or full-time, those who have miscarried, first-time expecting moms, single moms, stepmoms, moms of special needs, children, young moms, seasoned moms, moms that give their babies up for adoption, moms with only one child, moms with eight children, grandmothers, grandmothers raising grandchildren, moms who did not have a good example growing up in their home, and they had to learn to be a mom. Moms who had a great example in their home. Moms who have beat cancer. And those that are still in the fight. Children with strained relationships with their moms. Moms that have strained relationships with their children. Happy moms. Moms battling depression. Moms who have escaped domestic violence. Some of us have lost our moms, and some of us never have had a mom. That's over 30 different types of moms I just read off. And I guarantee you that in this room, there is someone that I did not even touch because there is not one definition of a mom. It is many, many different beautiful packages. But what I do know is that together, um, we play an incredible part of shaping a generation. Amen? We play a part as women that we expand the love of Jesus and we shape generations, and it's an important part to play. So if you're a mom in this room, look at your neighbor and say, watch out, I'm shaping a generation. Watch out, I'm shaping a generation. <laughs> All right, so what I have done um, this um, Mother's Day is I've, I've asked three beautiful moms to come up and share the stage with me. And I've chosen these women because they are moms of different generations of children right now. And, um, and I believe also they're in different life journeys, and I believe some of you are going to be able to relate to them. So first we have Haley Rivenbark. She is on our dream team as a greeter here at Emerge Church. Her and her husband Lance lead one of our marriage e-groups. 
Um, and so we love Haley, and she's a mother of small children, and so she's going to share a little bit with you. Also, Miss Lana Belton is here, and she is also on our dream team with our kids team in the back, and we also like to call her our creative guru. If anyone knows Miss Lana, we know that she's the queen of crafting, and her services are much needed all the time. And then on the end, we have Miss Deborah Harris, who is one of the most beautiful gap-filling moms that you will ever meet and so she is the founder of the making miracles group home that we as a church family support and it's a beautiful ministry that we get to be a part of and so um, I want to start out by having them just introduce themselves and tell you guys a little bit about their families so Haley are you going first I guess I okay Haley's going first <laughs> I'm Haley um, I'm married to Lance he's mildly attractive and buff and <laughs> We like have that. three beautiful children. Our oldest is Kinley. She'll be six in September, so she'll be going into kindergarten. And then we also have boy-girl twins that are 14 months old. Um, Layton is Bubba, and he is just chunky and sweet. And we had, like, intense eye contact for, like, 45 seconds yesterday morning, and, like, he just looked in my soul and everything melted, and he's just so cute. And then Hadley is super independent and funny and silly and just so cute. Um, Kenley's extremely sassy and we're gonna probably need some prayer during the time of her teenage years for her. <laughs> but um, that's my family and we love each other. Miss Lana? Yes. Okay, I am mom, I am stepmom, I am grandmom. I have two stepchildren. Stephen is the oldest, he is 33 years old. He lives in New York and he is a management, management information systems for Bank of America. My youngest stepson is Joey. He is 31, and he is the manager for an adjusting firm for insurance here locally in Tallahassee. Then I have my, my children, which is Brooke. She's out there. Shout out to her. She is a full-time mom, but she is a part-time gym instructor for classes out at one of the local gyms here. And then I have my son, Chase, who is 29, and he lives in Missouri, and he is a superintendent for a construction company um, that travels all over the country, putting in like, water systems like the Bellagio Towers at Las Vegas. Wow. And so and then I have eight grandchildren, six yes. boys and two girls, and we love each other very much, and God is good. I am married to Joe. He is also mildly attractive and buff. <laughs> Back there. <laughs> it doesn't go away. <laughs> we, we <lose> there. <laughs> Okay, well, I have a long list, so we're mm -hmm. going to try to narrow it down. <laughs> um, I'm a mother of nine children, nine grandchildren, and Making Miracles Group Home, mother, mentor of over 40 women and babies, grandmother Amen. to those babies. Um, my husband is Perry Harris. We've been married 30 years. Man, mm -hmm. and Man of all trades. <laughs> That's why I just say it. You know, I say today is Mother's Day for me, but... Mother's Day, he's a father, but Mother's Day is for him every day, too, because he sticks behind me on what I'm doing. He helps me out. So in order for me to be great on what I'm doing, he makes me great. Amen. That's good, Miss Deborah. All right. And just a little, yeah. It's amazing how different families can be, right? So a little bit about my family. Uh, Wade and I have been married for 23 years. 
I know, right? Um, we have three kids. Elijah is 16, and um, he goes to Child's High School. He uh, plays football for the Timberwolves, and he runs um, right now, I think, graphics today. He works on our production team. He's back there. Hey, E. Um, I also have another son, Judah, right here in the front row with Wade. He's 14. He attends Deer Lake uh, Middle. He's in the eighth grade. It's his last year at middle school. I'm going to have two high school boys uh, next year. I'm excited about that. He plays football as well for the Bucks, and he plans on playing uh, for Childs next year. And then we have our sugar exclamation point, sweet glitter, Ella Pearl, who is nine years old, and um, she competitively dances, which I have no clue about any of that. I just clap for it all. It all looks good to me. Um, and so she loves to dance. She um, has danced competitively now for a few years, and um, she actually is going to be on the stage Tuesday night at Killorn Lakes in the musical as Little Red Riding Hood. So we're excited about that. And so um, she puts all the sweet Sweetness in our family with our boys, thank goodness. And so um, that's a little bit about our family. The next question I um, wanted to ask our panel here is, what would you say has been either your biggest challenge or, or hurdle you've had to face as a, as a mom for your children at this point? Haley? Um, our biggest challenge that I've faced as a mom and as a family, um, when Kenley was two, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. So um, that was super hard because she was so small, and we really just had to depend on our faith. And Second um, Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for I will walk by faith even when I cannot see, and we really lived by that during that time. Um, I struggled with a lot of guilt and everything. during. It was like about 14 months that I had brain surgery and then radiation and then chemo. And I just was in bed a lot, and I felt like I wasn't being the best mom, and it was just a really hard time. Um, but now if you look back, and it went so fast, and now it's, you know, over, and Kenley, if you talk to her about it, she doesn't even remember that it ever happened. So I think that's a really good testimony just for kids and, like, how resilient they are that, yes. you know, you go through something really hard, and she remembers probably, like, riding through the hallways in the hospital and, like, in the hotel. We had a little plasma car. And she had a blast, and she doesn't remember anything, me not being around or laying around or Lance having to be mom and dad or anything. So um, we're super grateful for that now, but it definitely was extremely challenging um, to go through all that when she was so small. Yeah. How long did, um, did you, how long was that process that you went through, Haley? Um, it was about 14 months, I guess, because um, I had my first MRI in October of 2015. I had surgery in December of 2015. And then I did 36 proton therapy radiation uh, treatments in Jacksonville. So that took about five or six weeks. And then I did 12 cycles of an oral chemo. for. Um, so that ended up being from like April to February of the following year. Amazing. So it was a, a long, very lengthy process. But you made it. I made it. Here I am. And healed in <laughs> Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right. Miss Lana, what would you say at this point in your life has been a, a big challenge for you as a mom? Hey, one of, I have more than one. I have two. That's fine. Um, I have kids and I have stepkids. So the biggest challenge for me with my kids is when they grow up, learning to let them make their own mistakes. Because when you're past the days where you can kiss the boo-boo and make it all better and they get real adult problems, you have to learn when to let them cry and when to wipe their tears. Yes, amen. And geography. 
because when they're grown and they get jobs and they move out of the, an entire state and you can't run over there and hug them when they're sad, then all you can depend on is God. And so I learned to surrender them every single day because trust me when I tell you when you can take them under your wings and you can make it all better because you're right there and they're not you pull out every single protection scripture that exists in the Bible so I hung out a lot in Psalms um, but the favorite one that I used was Isaiah fifty four seventeen that no weapon formed against them yes. shall prosper and Amen. every tongue that rises in judgment I now condemn for this is the inheritance for those who serve the Lord and their righteousness in you Christ Jesus yes and I had to stand on that and surrender them. And then I had my stepchildren. And I got them when they were 13 and 14. <laughs> so they were teenagers when I got them. And so the biggest challenge there was that I didn't really know what my role needed to be. Um, I can't surrender children that, that were not mine. But then I just started praying. And there is no relationship that I have had that has kept me on my knees longer than that of a stepmother. Um, it was just hard, but we made it. Through yes. the grace of God, we made it. And I was praying so hard one time, and the Lord just directed me to First Chronicles 14. And he had me study the battles of David. And David always sought God's face for when he was having a battle. And he changed, he, when he did it, he didn't attack the same battle the same way. So one of the battles that David had, instead of coming straight at him like they normally did, God had them to wait and listen for the rustle in the trees. And then that's when they were to attack. And so God showed me that I needed a different strategy for being that of a stepmom. And so when I started to pray and pray and pray, God gave me a dream and he showed me two sets of feet. He showed me one set of feet that had a little bit of sand, a little bit of dirt, and I could go and I could get my bucket and I could wash, their, wash his feet. And I could get my water hose and I could do my best to serve him the best that I could. But the other set of feet had dirt and it had mud and it had mire. And this one was more difficult for me. He was the oldest, but he loved his mother dearly. And so I always had to battle a comparison um, place. Even though I never tried to be their mother, I just thought that it was going to be so easy and I was going to go in and just make friends. But as God would have it, I, would to be, I was to be their intercessor. Amen. So I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And God showed me that I did not have to surrender them to Jesus. I had to surrender the relationship to Jesus. And as I did that, God revealed to me that I was fighting it in the flesh, that I was trying to make it, you know, I went looking for the SOS pad for the guy to scrub and scrub and scrub. And this one was going to take a whole lot more elbow grease and I had the energy to give. But then the Holy Spirit just came in my heart and just calmed me. And the way that he looked at it, he didn't condemn me. I, you know, I asked him to forgive me for the times that I didn't surrender the relationship to him. And he dropped in my heart. It was just like, oh, I'm so glad I get to more time, get to spend more time with you here. And that's my biggest challenge Amen. for that's a parent good. and step parent. That's good, Miss Lana. You should have went last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my um, my biggest challenge. Okay, um, I have 
three, okay, two sets of children. My first set is my older children, which is my from the age, my oldest son is 35, and the youngest is 14. And the challenges with, with them were, you know, being adults, making choices, um, just being in their ear, telling them life. You know, I had a whole struggle myself in life. It was uh, a lot of tribes and tribulations in life. And moving here to Tallahassee gave me strength. And um, getting involved with church here in Tallahassee was great. Um, so many people here are praying people. And just getting into the reality of praying for my children, learning how to pray for my children. Um, we went through a lot with the first, like I say first, I have one daughter, actually um, I birthed five children, and one of my daughters, um, she's actually my cousin, me and Perry, uh, took custody of her when she was two. And uh, I actually all still pray for her. She, um, I, I'm still praying for her and still trying to grab, but yeah. she's still out there. Um, and it's hard for me because I'm the founding director direct of making miracles and making miracles is about my life and also she is in that life too and she's out there and I'm so trying to reach the girls here and making miracles and sometimes I struggle my challenge is struggling why I can't reach her yeah you know and, and that's that's very hard um and I'm still praying about that my second challenge is I have three beautiful daughters I adopted um, they were four, five, and six, and uh, now they are 13, 14, and 15. And um, it was by the grace of God they came into our life, and they changed a lot of things for us. I mean, for us, um, telling us they love us every day, something I wasn't used to, um, saying I love you every day, kissing you before they leave the house, um, saying goodnight, coming to the bed if I'm sleeping, kiss me on the forehead, say goodnight, mama or calling Perry at night at work, love you, Dad, love you, Dad. And it helps out with Raven, because Raven is my last of the five that I birthed, so she gets to grow up with the girls. So now she's doing what they do, because I never was shown, and I didn't know how to show my older kids, so they didn't do it. But um, my challenges, like I say, with the older ones, and now with the younger girls, it's good. Um, I had a big challenge with Alexa, <laughs> um, but we didn't give up. We mm -hmm. kept, you know, she didn't take, I mean, I'd say about the eighth and ninth grade, we had some bad challenges of what she wants to do. And I, I prayed, I prayed, and I told her I was praying. I was not going to argue. I was not going to fuss anymore at her. You know, we, you're going through a stage of maturity, so we going to, that's the way I put it to her. She had to grow up. So when she came to ask, can she go with her friends? No, baby, you can't go because mama need to be with you. You know, we have to do this. You know, so she um, she got it. But thank God she's been an honor roll student this year, and she's been doing great. So I love you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have... And then I have my grandchildren. Oh, my grandchildren. <laughs> um, nine, nine of them. And uh, you, you, as grandparents, and you all might can relate to that, um, 
you gave her this and you gave her that, but you didn't buy me nothing. And, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you, we go through this. And I'm like, oh, it's nine of y'all, you know, <laughs> nine. <laughs> so you have to watch what you do for one and not the other because, you know, it's like, oh, Papa bought that for him and he didn't buy me. And I'm like, you next time. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. And then the next challenge that I have is making miracles with the young women, yeah. just trying to make a difference in their lives and helping them choose the right path. You know, um, it's hard for them. I know it is. Uh, like I say, I've been in their shoes, and I sit there, and I know that it's, it's a hard thing to try to fall and then try to get and try to pick up. But it's a beautiful thing when you have people that believe in you and try to help you yes. and be there for you. Yes. So those are my challenges, and I'm still praying. I know I'm going to have to pray every day. I'm on my knees. They're ashy. Yes. You know <laughs> That's praying knees, right? That's good knees. Yes. Okay, Amen. Thank you. Yes. There's so many challenges, right, that we face as as mothers, as parents, um, speaking of grandchildren, one of my favorite things that Wade's mom always tells me because m my three children are spoiled by them. And I love that. I love that they're spoiled by them. But she tries to explain it to me. She says, you don't understand. This is my baby's baby. It's like a whole nother level. And so I said, one day I'll figure that out, Ms. Carol. But um, <laughs> um, one of my uh, biggest challenges, I feel like didn't even, was before I even had children. And for me, my biggest challenge as a mom was fear. I had such fear that had gripped my heart um, when it came to being a mom, just for the way that I grew up. You know, a lot of you know that I was um, a, a black market baby out of New Orleans, so I was adopted real illegally in the beginning, and then my, my adoptive mom uh, passed away when I was five years old, and then I kind of went through another period of feeling abandoned, and then I had um, a stepmom that... Um, that didn't really work out very well, and I had a foster mom. And so um, for me, my biggest challenges for parenting started way before we had Elijah. I had such fear that I had to overcome. Um, it had such a grip on me that we didn't even have Elijah until we were married almost eight years. And so I just allowed that fear to rule my heart when it came to wanting to be a mom. I mean, we were youth pastors. We kind of, I kind of felt like we had the best deal in town because we had, you know, 200 teenagers that I was a mom to. And then everybody went home. So it was awesome. I'm like, man, I got this mom thing down until I really would sit down and start thinking about being a mom myself. And so my biggest challenge was before I became a mom, it was having to battle fear uh, the fear of, I don't know how to do this. Uh, the fear of, I don't feel like I've seen the right example. And I would try to watch other women. I would watch my friends that had great families. And so I would study them. And I would watch them as a teenager. And I would say, okay, I'm going to do that one day. And I'll do this one day. And I, I had a whole bunch of examples of what not to do in my life growing up. But um, so eight years, we I know Wade prayed daily for me because he so desired to have a, a, a great family. And I had to surround myself with people that believed in me and spoke life into my heart and people that prayed for me specifically. You know, those, those people, it was kind of like back then we had what was called cell groups. Um, today we call them our e-groups. I had to get vulnerable in my group that I surrounded myself with and be honest 
It was very hard because, you know, whenever you're in a leadership position, those of you that hold different positions, it's hard to sit and say, I totally am not in control of this in my life. And so uh, out of a lot of prayer and a lot of people believing in me, um, I've beat that fear. And now we have three kids. I cannot believe I waited eight years to have them, but that just is kind of my story. But fear, fear was my biggest challenge as a, as a mom. So the next question I want to ask our panel is, what would you say has been the biggest reward or win for you as a parent up to this point? So, all right. So up to this point, which I, I mean, I'm, all my kids are under five, so I know we have a lot of other, you know, <laughs> challenges and rewards and victories coming. <laughs> but um, I think one of my favorites is I love watching the kids play together and that is such a rewarding thing just to have siblings. And um, because of everything I had gone through, they said that our doctors told us that I had a chance of infertility. But then God blessed us with not one but two babies on our second pregnancy. Yes, indeed. God is so good. So that was amazing and challenging, but also so rewarding now to see Kenley, you know, kind of mother, sister them. And then um, also, I f- I, this um, had come to me yesterday, too, is I love how much... And I can see it more in Kenley because she's obviously verbal and the twins aren't. So um, I love how much she loves Jesus. Yes. And it's a lot because of this church, because of how much y'all love my kids. Yes, amen. And um, I mean, everybody here knows my kids and they always have a blast. And Kenley's always talking about how much she loves Jesus and singing all the songs we sing up here and in sisterhood and everything. So watching her faith grow, the way our faith has grown, it's just a true reflection. So I think that's super rewarding to see the work that we're putting in and our love for God reflect in our children. Amen. That is good stuff. Okay. One of the greatest rewards is grandchildren. I love my children dearly, but if I could have had the grandchildren before them, the kids would have never been born. (laughs) I love, love, there is no love like the love that you can love a grandchildren, a grandchild. Um, Reward is when you can look at your children and they are the most amazing parents that they try so hard and they struggle. But when they do, they call you and say, mama needs some help. Yes. And that's a reward on the step parent side of things. I want you guys to know that I came home from a long day of shopping for crafting bargains. (laughs) And when I got, there was flowers that were on my doorstep that hadn't been delivered by my stepson. And they include me in every activity Every birthday, every holiday, Mother's Day, and they do not treat me any different than they do their own mother. Amen. That's good. My best challenges are um, with all the obstacles that I've been through in life, Um, being in a group home, being in a foster home, a first abusive marriage, um, being homeless, and to see where I'm at now is um it's just like an awe in life every day it's like i can't believe where i'm at you know thank god that he's been here with me thank god he has had the holy spirit follow me because i can remember so many times i could have went down a different path and i was always turned around because god uh, i always felt he always said it was something better it was something more and it's something he wanted me to do and I am accomplishing that. I'm doing yes. it. I mean, with my girls, um, 
breaking a dysfunctional cycle that's yes. in my family of not getting married, um, you know, having different children for different fathers. I, I got a chance to break that. And, Amen. Uh, I am just so thankful. Amen. That's good stuff, Ms. Deborah. Amen. Breaking those generational cycles, you know. Um, for me, my biggest reward, I feel like, is just the total opposite of fear is joy. I mean, I, anybody that's around me, I love a good laugh, right? There's nothing better being in my house, sitting around the dinner table, and me and my three children are almost on the verge of getting in trouble with Wade because we are laughing. And he's trying to have a very serious conversation about something that is very important. And, you know, it, you know how it is. Just one little thing will happen. And then the, the first thing me and the boys um, will do is we have no eye contact with each other. You know, we're like, okay, if I don't look at them, I won't laugh. I am a parent. I should be responsible. You know, I'm, I'm like saying all these things in my head. But I'm, I cannot tell you that the biggest reward for me has been such joy. I mean, I love these kids of mine. I, they make me laugh. There is nothing better being at one of their ball games. I mean, let me tell you, when I'm there, I'm on the scene. Like, you know, I remember one time Elijah was playing baseball and he did something great and the, the pitcher was like, Mrs. Moran, we all hear you, like from the other team. I'm like, that's right, I'm here. I want you to know I'm here. And so, I mean, they, it's just joy. And it's just amazing how whenever I finally allowed that fear to be released, of not being able to do it the way that I need it to, that, that Jesus replaced all of that fear with such joy. And I enjoy my life, and I enjoy my marriage and my husband. I enjoy my kids. I love and enjoy this church. I love my job. I mean, I just have chosen. It's been a choice, too. I have chosen that I'm going to have joy. I have spent so many years of my life with obstacles as a child, growing up and things like that, that I have been so purposely choosing joy. And so, and I know that's something that you guys can do too. There's so many things that were out of my control, but my life is in my hands now. And with Jesus, it's easy to choose joy. And so that's been one of my biggest rewards um, in life is that. But I know that in my short years of parenting, which is only 16 years, um, intentional prayer, prayer, Intentional praying for my children is a part of my parenting. And it's, it's prayers that I have written down in a journal specifically for each one of my children. They're all different. Those of you that have more than one children, more than one child, know that they are so polar opposite of each other. And so I have been so intentional with my prayers for them. And sometimes they'll share something with me and that's happening. And the next day I'll say, baby, did you feel mama praying for you today? And they'll say, yeah, mama, I did. I am so intentional. I let them know I'm praying for you. I let them know when they share something with me that they're struggling with, I'm praying for you. And then I'll ask them about it. But we've got to be intentional with our prayers as parents. And so what I've asked these ladies to do is to just pray today for all of us as parents, as mothers, um, that the, the stage of life that they're in um, as parents to just say a prayer for us. Prayer changes things. Prayer is powerful. And so I believe that when a woman prays from a spot that she stands in, she has such authority 
with that prayer. Amen? And so we want to ask them just to pray over us as parents, but specifically as moms today. And so, Haley, why don't you pray for us <laughs> this morning? <laughs> we, uh, all these ladies are doing a bunch of firsts today. Are you proud of them? Yes. All right. <laughs> Amen. Lord, we thank you so much for bringing us all together to celebrate and honor one another today. I ask that our children are always close to you throughout their entire lives, and when in doubt, they always choose you. I I pray that our faith is a reflection of our children's faith, and it encourages us to always pursue you, so our children will always pursue you. Allow the relationship we have with you to deeply impact our children's lives and fill them with your love and protection every day. Isaiah 66, 13 says, as a mother comforts her child, I will comfort you. And I pray, Lord, that when we feel weak or defeated, we reach to you for strength and comfort. And when we feel judged or like we're not good enough, you remind us to give ourselves grace. And all these things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Haley. Miss Lana, would you pray for us today? Father God, I thank you for every mother in this room today. I pray that no matter where they are in the stage of motherhood, I pray that you would steady their feet, God. That you would plant their feet so firmly in your word on behalf of their children that no matter what comes, that they are equipped to contend for the victories that you have already set in motion. They have been the torchbearers for the generation of the world changers. And you were calling us out, you were calling us up, and you were calling us forth. Father God, your word says in Psalms that you announce the word and as the women that proclaim it are a mighty throng. Yes. I thank you in advance for the miracles that we will witness on behalf of every mother's prayer for your child as they proclaim your word. I come against everything contrary to your will for their lives, and I speak against shame and unworthiness due to the times that they parented out of their own brokenness that followed their children into their adulthood. I speak against the lies heard from the enemy that when they feel failure for whatever the reason, And I pray, Father God, that, Lord Jesus, that your blood would speak louder than all of it. Yes. I pray that just as they are the moms of their children that you you gave them, that they will also claim their place as your daughter. Yes. And in so doing, regardless of any past mistakes, that they'll speak your word into every situation and follow it with the faith and sustain them until the answer comes. That they will not give up, they will not set back, and they will not give in. Until your glory falls. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Miss Deborah? Yes. I prayed last night and tried to hear what God was trying to tell me about today as mothers. And the verse that hit me was Proverbs 31 35. She is clothed in strength and dignity, she laughs without fear of the future which means we, as women, are literally walking around daily with a dress of strength and pumps of dignity on. Amen. You wake up strong and dignified each and every day. So many times I must, my, myself get wrapped up into worrying about what's going to happen next in life or what my next move in life is going to be. It's easy to look at other lives and compare them to our own. Thinking that we are not where we should be, but this verse tells us simply 
laugh without fear of the future, meaning it's handled already, been taken care of. And we laugh and we be fabulous. The number in 3135 as discussed earlier means complete divine grace. Within this verse, every woman can take away two amazing things. You are fabulous in every way you are designed to be, and nothing can take away from that. It is God's grace. Number two, nothing, absolutely nothing can complete you more than God. So worrying about the future and what to come is silly and useless. So be happy and laugh. Be beautiful and be you. You know, um, I never met my birth mom, but I did have a great adoptive mom and a great foster mom who both have uh, passed away. But I know if I could have one conversation, just one more conversation with them, I know that they would tell me, get close to Jesus. If there was one thing that they could tell me, it would be, get close to Jesus. I have all kinds of questions, right, that I would love to ask, but I know the answer to every one of those questions would be get close to Jesus and that's what we need to do as moms and as a, as parents here today and so do you realize the very first person to touch God was a mom Mary herself carrying Jesus um, mothers hold such an incredibly important spot in each person's life and so we need to get close to Jesus. And so what I want to do, uh, those of you that uh, are familiar here with Emerge Church, we always want to give everybody an opportunity just to do that, to get close to Jesus. And so um, I'd like everybody to bow their heads with me this morning. Um, this is the part of the service where it's not just about the moms in the room, but it's about everyone because we all need a relationship with Jesus. And so if you have never accepted Jesus, or if you need to renew that relationship, you need to make a new commitment on that relationship with Jesus. We want to give you that opportunity. So if you would just raise your hand, or if you want to just look up at me, if that's something that you know that you need to renew, I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. The most important relationship, the most important relationship that we need to be able to parent and be able to be gap fillers for those children that need us is this relationship with Jesus. The cool thing about Emerge Church is that we as a family pray this prayer together and we're going to all pray out loud with you together. It's our privilege to do that. And so if everyone would repeat after me, Father, today I want to give you my life. I thank you for dying on the cross for me and my sins. Thank you for forgiving me and giving me a fresh start. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that is the best. Let's give it up for those that raised their hands this morning. That is the very best decision that you can make as a parent is that decision right there and to get close to Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Well, I appreciate you guys allowing us to uh, be a part of this service today. Uh, can we give it up for our amazing panel of moms today? Thank you guys so much. Y'all were awesome. Thank you. Thank you.